You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Alright, if you have your Bibles with you, turn it to Psalm chapter 103. We'll be going through the whole song of Psalm. And, and it starts off with verse 1. And it's interesting in verse 1 and the last verse, because this, when the song was made, it was a bookend of the same theme. Okay? In Psalm 103, verse 1, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. And in the last verse, in verse 22, it talks about blessing the Lord again. So, the, the writer of the song, David, was saying, In our life, we begin with praise and blessing the Lord. And at the end of the, our life, we also end with praising and blessing the name of the Lord in whatever season that we are in. I love how he uses the word, bless the Lord, O my soul. Soul talks about the seat of the emotion. Okay? All of our emotion, happy, sad, glad, hungry, angry, you know, peaceful. Bless the Lord, O my soul. What that means is whatever emotion that I'm feeling, whether I'm so happy today or I'm at the darkest moment of my life and I'm resting in despair and depression, I can actually praise the Lord and bless the Lord. All that is within me, my very inner being, praises the Lord. Week one, we talk about taste and see that the Lord is good. Engaging all our senses to experience the goodness of God. And now it talks about when we experience the grace of God, it makes me bless the Lord with my innermost being. All that is within me, I praise His name. You will know a person has really walked with God when he would praise God, not just in the midst of happiness and joy, but also in the midst of suffering. That he can say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. It's engaging my senses to bless the Lord, to praise the Lord. How are we in times when it is challenging to praise or to pray to the Lord? I know we wrestle with it. I wrestle with it, especially in dark moments. In dark moments when you feel like you couldn't pray, the Bible says you've got to bless the Lord with all that is within you. I need to muster up enough faith to utter words of praise and declaring, God, you are good. God, you are gracious, even in the midst of suffering. And this was what David was saying. As we sing this song and pass this on to the next generation, we will tell them, do not just praise God in the midst of joy. You praise God in the midst of suffering, in the midst of pain. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Then in verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. David now tells the people, You've got, you shouldn't forget the benefits you have as a child of God. We tend to easily forget, right? We forget a lot of things. We forget whether it's something that's good or bad that has happened into our life, after a few months, we forget. After a few years, we forget. And whether it's for the good or for the bad, we, by nature, tend to forget. And David was saying, as people of God, do not forget. Forget what? Do not forget your benefits as a child of God. And so today, I have nine points. Okay, Very long sermon. 
It took me one hour to preach. No, just joking. Okay? In the next 25 minutes, I'll be sharing to you nine benefits of being a child of God. Of what it means to have God as my Lord and Savior, as the God whom I worship. And God was saying, as you worship me and as you fear me, do not forget the benefits I'm going to give you. And this is what we're going to look at today. Let's not forget. That's why you have to take down notes so you won't forget. Or take a picture of the, not me, not my face. Okay, take a picture of the verses. Or might as well read your Bible, Psalm 103. Sing this as a song. Get the 10,000 reasons. Download it so that you'll not forget your benefits. Verse 3, it says, first benefit, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your, all your diseases. In this line, he says, the first two benefits. Number one, he forgives you of all your sin. Now, when we say God forgives us of our sin, you have to understand the theology behind this. It took Jesus going down to earth to forgive us of our sin. Somebody needed to pay the penalty of our sin. So what the song was saying is, do not forget that Christ has forgiven you. God forgives us of our sin. Sometimes, you know, the problem is we have a hard time forgiving ourselves for our own sin. God is saying, no, I am a God who gave you the benefit. The benefit is, I've forgiven you of your sin. Do not let sin define you. Do not let the sin of your past define who will you become today. Who you are today. It's not because of the sins that you've committed or was committed against you. It is me who defines it. I've forgiven you of your sin. And I've asked my beloved son to die on the cross for your sin. That's why we can come to God and worship God. That's why I can bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me will bless His holy name. Why? Because now I'm forgiven. It's hard. If my atrasa ako Nikki, and I will go to Nikki and talk to Nikki, it will be awkward. Because I know there is unresolved sin. There's no way I can ask Nikki for a favor because I know I've hurt her. I've cheated on her or I've manipulated her. And now I come to Nikki and say, Nikki, pa-utang. Si Nikki pa why? Because there's unresolved sin. What God is saying is, I've forgiven you of all your sin. And then He goes to the next one. He says, not only have I forgiven you of all your sin, I've healed all your disease. What He's saying is, I'm not saying there's a guarantee to n- today as you leave the church, your, all your sickness will be gone. What the song was saying is, this is a God who is capable of healing you of every disease. You come to that God. It's not the pastor who will heal you. It is God who heals you. And I will heal you of all your diseases. That's why in the New Testament, every time there's somebody who's sick, what would Jesus say? Doon pilai, di ba? Sabi ni Lord. Do you want to get well? Yes. Your sins are forgiven. Sabi ni pilai. Tatayo na ba ako? He did not say, rise up and walk. He says, your sins are forgiven. Because the ultimate disease that we have is our sin. And he says, if I go to the root, I'll be able to bring healing upon the people. Everybody here will die. You all know that. Mortality rate natin, 100%. Everybody in this room will die. God is a God who's able to heal. But ultimately, it is God who forgives us of our sin. By sending His Son Jesus to come here on earth to die on the cross for us. He forgives our sin. He heals our diseases. 
you can come to the Lord in prayer and declare, Lord, I pray that this year would be a sick-free year for my family. Lord, I declare the healing of God. I declare divine health over my family because it is a benefit that God has given you. I declare that over my family. Lord, it will be sick-free for my family. Lord, that I'm not going to the hospital except for my few pimples. Lord, I don't even go to the derma. Okay? It's just declaring, God, I'm, it's going to be sick-free for us. Lord, that you will boost the immune system of my kids in the name of Jesus. That's what we do. Pag nalaman namin, oh, may sakit yung mga barkado ng mga anak natin. Come, come here, let's pray. Lord, right now, we command the immune system, Lord, to be strong in the name of Jesus. Why? It's a benefit that you can actually claim. And that's why you learn how to pray if you read the Word. He's forgiven me of my sin, and He's healed me of my diseases. Verse 4, Who redeems you from your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. When he talks about redeeming your life from the pit, the context was he was talking to the Israelites. And life from the pit was, was the story of the Israelites in Egypt, where they were slaves. They couldn't even make a choice in life. They were slaves. They would work more than 12 hours a day for somebody who treats them as slaves. He says, I will take you out from that life of pit. I will redeem you. I will take away the bondages, the strongholds of your life. It is me who would do it. It takes a supernatural God to take somebody out of the pit. You can't do that on your own. It's going to be hard to do it on your own. There's no mantra that you can recite every day in front of the mirror that could take you out from the pit. There's no pill that can take you out of depression. It can make you feel good for a certain moment, but then after that, it comes back. It is God who takes our life away from the pit, removing us from the bondage of sin. And then He crowns us with steadfast love and mercy. Here's a picture of a man that was in bondage, swallowed by a mud pit. They couldn't take him out. It was too heavy. This is a picture of a lot of Christians today who forgot the benefits. They're living life under the pit of sin, of depression, of anger, of unforgiveness. And they don't, when people were helping them, they don't want any help. They say, I'm hopeless. It's hopeless. Lord, you don't understand how deep down I am in the pit. But God is saying, I am the God who can take you out, redeem you from, a li- from the life that is in the pit. Redeem means I paid for so that you can have a greater life. A life with purpose and meaning, not a life under the pit. That's very pitiful. Pag nasa pit ka, wala kang magawa. You're hold back by strongholds of sin, of unforgiveness. And God is saying, only I can take you supernaturally out of it. Addictions can be broken supernaturally. In fact, study shows that even rehabilitation, intoxication of any addiction, whether it's porn, it's drugs, whatever addiction it is, it's a disease as we all know. That's why we go to rehab. Is as low as less than 10% success rate. Why? Science cannot solve something that's supernatural. It takes a supernatural God to take away demonic strongholds. Whether you're addicted to lust, 
addicted to medicine, addicted to whatever addiction that you have. It takes a supernatural God to do it. It is God who takes our life away from the pit. The world has tried so many solutions. Fear. If you do this, will kill you. And we all know after how many months, it's not really a long-term solution. You can be fearful now, but you will stay on the pit. The addiction will never be solved for the next how many years, only when there's fear. But when we change administration and it's not the war on drugs anymore, I can actually go back. Why? Because my heart wasn't solved of its addiction. I'm in fear now, but once the fear factor is gone, I can go back. This is the problem of a lot of rebellious students or teenagers, right? Grew up under the law. You don't do this, you don't do that, or else, or else. When in college, woo, party. Why? They're no longer under the law. And they think, now this is the life that I live. How can they get out from that? Not by having mommy and daddy helicopter you around. They're always there, which we can. It's not through CCTV, but it's through a change of heart. And who can do that? Only God can do that. It's tried and tested. You can never change the heart of your kids. You can never change the heart of your spouse. You can never even change your heart. Only God can do it. Only God can transform you. He rescues us and redeems us, transforms us from the life of pit, which is a symbol of death. And he says, I crown you with steadfast love and mercy. The word David uses used in the song was the word crown. I crown you. It might have reminded him of the day of his crowning when he was crowned king. It was... David knew the honor and prestige of being crowned as king. When they gave him the crown, it was a crown of power, of position, of glory. They gave that to King David, announced it to the world. He is now king. We've crowned him king. And now David writes in a song, the benefit of a child of God is his crown with what? Steadfast love and mercy. God is announcing to the world, If you fear me and you are my child, I crown you not with earthly crown. I crown you with love and mercy. It's different. You are now marked as somebody. When I walk, they will see the steadfast love of the Lord. They will see the mercy of God in me. Now what's the effect in my life? Knowing I've been crowned with steadfast love. Steadfast means unending. It's faithful love. So if I know I'm loved, have you seen a person who you know is loved? It doesn't matter what people would say. If the person is loved, he doesn't really care. Not that he's stoic in his feelings, it's just he doesn't care. Why? Because my wife tells me that she loves me and that I'm handsome. So I don't care what my members would say as long as my wife thinks I'm handsome and I'm loved. Only two women in the world tells me that. My mom and my wife. My kids, I'm still training them to see. Okay? They don't see it yet, but I believe by the grace of God, their eyes will be open from the lies of the enemy so that they would see. Okay? How's the feeling if I know Tammy loves me? I don't care what you feel about me. This is the relationship that matters. I'm loved by my wife. Now, ultimately, look at this. If you're loved by God, What do you care about what other people would say? 
That's why Christians, we should not be sensitive. Ni tayo pwede pusong mamon. Why? You're ultimately loved by God. What do you care what other people would say? What matters is what God thinks of you and how God sees you. And God is saying, do not forget this because you tend to forget. And that's what Pastor Christian was saying. I've crowned you with steadfast love. It's a love that's forever. It will stand the test of time. You will walk with that crown. Not only with love, I've crowned you with mercy. Mercy means something you don't deserve, it's given to you. Mercy. I'm, I'm, I'll be punished, but because of mercy, I won't be punished. That's mercy. He says, you will walk with the crown of mercy. People would see, when they look at us, grabe no, merciful si Lord sa kanya, no? How can he worship like that in the midst of sin and suffering? Because of the mercies of the Lord, which are new what? Every morning. Mercy. Sometimes we pray to the Lord. How do we pray? Especially when we sin against God. Lord, take me, Lord. Kill me already, Lord. Could it imagine I did that to you, Lord? I committed this grave sin, Lord. Imagine. That was your prayer the other night. But the moment you wake up, before you put on your makeup, Ano sabi ni Lord? Ano sabi ni Lord? Huh? I say a little prayer for you. What was the prayer? His mercies are new every morning. What does that mean? Mercies are new every morning. If it's my translation, what God is saying is, the prayer you made last night, that pitiful prayer, you're praying that I'll take you and all. You know what? Forget about that. My mercies are new every morning. Lord, this is the benefit of being a child of God. You've crowned me with mercy. I walk with mercy. I'm humble enough to admit I can't do this on my own because I live under the mercy of God. And then, he says, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the what? Eagles. Maybe he was talking to the older people. 60 and up, maybe. He says, I will renew your youth like the eagles. He wasn't saying, I'll make your skin young. Let doctora do that. Okay? But your energy, your strength, your passion, your vision, I will make it like you're still young. That made Caleb said, I want to conquer more lands. That made some of our senior citizens here in our church, still make disciples and mentor next generation to volunteering kids. Why? Their energy doesn't go down. So when we say there is no retirement in the kingdom of God, there is a biblical basis. Isaiah and Psalm 103. He will renew us like the eagles. Just wakalang tatabi sa mga archers. Okay? But he will renew us. There's new energy. There's no such thing as an old age when you're in the kingdom of God. He was saying, I can still use you. I can still make you prosperous like never before. I can bless your business. I can open new doors. Do not retire. Retirement is for people who've lost their meaning in life. But I'm renewing you like the eagles. And he says, the Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are what? Oppressed. And I'll take care of those who are oppressed. Those who suffer social injustice. The poor. I will take care of them. 
That's why as a church, we activate people into helping the poor. We need to bless our city. We need to bless our land. If God prospers Green Hills, Victory Green Hills, San Juan must prosper as well. The culture that's inside the church is the culture that should be happening outside of the church. If there's dancing inside the church, there should be dancing in the streets. Because we're now fulfilling the role of the church. He's saying, this is your benefit. There will be social justice. I will take care of those who are oppressed. Verse 7, he said, He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. This is the only God in the world, no other God, I can assure you, who makes known his ways. This is the only God who's written his heart and gave it to us. All the other religious books are do this, do that, step one, step two, step three, so that you can reach nirvana. This is the only God who says, I will reveal my heart to you, who I am, where I'm most vulnerable at. I'm opening up my heart to say I'm a jealous God. This is the only God who makes known His ways to His people. And then the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in what? Steadfast love. Second time he uses the word steadfast. He says, I'm a God who is slow to anger. You know, sometimes we try to relate our feelings to how God would feel. Am I right? There are times we would think, uh, if that happened to me, if I'm God, I would do this. Eh, sobra naman talaga yung ginawa niya. Kung si Lord din yan, talaga. Please, do not put yourself at the level of God. We are easily angered. That's why there's so much hate in the world. Because we're not slow to anger. God is slow to anger. Imagine what would took a month, took 40 years for Israel. That was how slow God was. Siguro ako on the third month, mali, mali ito. 40 years. Imagine, 40 years. Some of you, you're here today. Why? Because God is slow to anger. He's giving you grace. That's how gracious God is. With all the sins that I've committed, I'm still here. I could actually still pray. Lift up my hands. I still feel the love of God. Why? Because He's slow to anger. Most of us were fast in judgment. God is slow to anger. Why? Because He's abounding in love. Again, that's a benefit. The God that I worship is slow to get angry. He doesn't need anger management. He knows when He's going to get angry. He's slow when it comes to getting angry. He abounds in love, in steadfast love. Imagine Moses and the Israelites rebelling, ungrateful, entitled. Sounds like our generation, like in the midst of miracles, wine, 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 wine. In the midst of parting the Red Sea, fear, 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 oh, they're coming out there. God was doing everything. To tell them, I'm taking care of you. He was slow to anger. Abounding in love to his people. That's why I don't say, If you only know my sin. That line has been uh, abused. God knows your sin. Don't you think? He doesn't know. He knows. But how come you're still alive? Because he's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. That's the benefit. Kaya huwag niyong gagamitin si Lord sa mga anak niyo na, lagot ko kay Lord, tamaan ka ng kidlat. That's not, the, that's not 
the God of Psalm 103. It's not. Because He's slow to anger. He's patient. Then He says, He will not always chide. Nor will He keep His anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our what? Sins. Nor repay us according to our iniquities. For me, this is the highlight. He does not deal with us according to our what? Sins. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, justice. Somebody does wrong, you know, we want what? Justice. Pinatay yung aso sa pelikula, justice, di ba? Lahat, gagawin ng justice cause. Okay? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying we are a generation who wants justice. Until we commit a sin, and when justice is about to be served to us, what do we ask for? Mercy. Why? Because God says, here's the benefit. I will not repay according to your sins. I won't do what I did to Adam with that one sin I took him out of the garden. No. I'm slow to get angry. I will not repay or deal with you according to your sin. So again, I hope it stops the praying. Lord, just get me. Lord, just kill me. Lord, Lord, kunin mo lang kotse ko, Lord. Kunin mo bahay ko, Lord. Kunin mo asawa ko, biyanan ko, Lord. Kunin mo. Ang dami mong pinapakuha kay Lord, ayaw mong pakuha yung sarili mo, di ba? But God won't do it. God is saying, I'm not that, you think I'm a sadistic God? I will not pay according to what is uh, according to your sin. Why? I'm a gracious God. That's my nature. I'm the same God who told Peter, you need to forgive 70 times, 7 times. I'm not a God of second chance, or third chance, or fourth chance. I'm the God of 70 times 7. I will forgive. I'm slow to anger. I'm abounding in love. And I will not repay according to your sin. Because you know the penalty of her sin, right? Death. God is the right to kill us in an instance. But God is saying, I'm not that God. I'm not the God that some of the preachings you hear. I'm a God who will not repay you according to your sin, according to your iniquity. This is our God. His great plan of forgiveness and redemption will be paid on the what? On the cross. That's why we always preach Jesus here. Because that's the central message of the story. All he's saying will be fulfilled after a thousand years when this song was made, when Jesus came and paid for the penalty of our sin. That's why we go back to the cross. That's why laws won't change hearts. It won't. You've tried it at home. You have the strictest of laws, but your child's heart has never changed. Why? Only God can change hearts. Only if my daughters and my sons would open their eyes and see the grace of God, that they would be transformed. That it would be easier for me, not just my kids, for all of us, to actually say, Sorry, Roy. Sorry, Tammy. Sorry, na-aware na ako sa kasalanan ko. Only time I could do that 
if I've experienced the grace of God. And this is what the song was saying. Spread this to the next generation. This is a gracious God. He will not repay according to our sin. And then it says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. That conditional love of God, there's a condition. To those who fear Him, there's unconditional love. The people of God, the church, if we fear God, there would be unconditional love. For great is the love of the Father. As high as the heavens above. What that means is this, grace. Grace is God's love to the highest level imaginable. And even the illustration couldn't really tell us the magnitude of the grace of God. As high as the heavens above. How high is the heavens? It's unlimited. Even science couldn't. Even Google Earth couldn't reach the highest of the heavens. That's what the Lord is saying. That's my grace. It's the highest level. It's God's love to the highest level imaginable. As an illustration. Not as the truth. Because the truth is... It's unlimited. And then he says, here's how I'll show you how high is my love for you. He goes to the next verse. And it's one of my favorite verse. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Get this truth. As far as the east is from the west. I'll illustrate if I ask Boo and Roy to stand up, don't stand up, okay? To stand up, imagine, I ask them to stand up. Just Metro Manila illustration. Boo, I want you to walk to East Avenue. Just go straight to where the major road leads you. Just go straight. Don't go left or right. Go where the major road leads you. East Avenue. You, you go West Avenue. We'll have a church plant next week at Fisher Mall, okay? You go West Avenue. East Avenue, West Avenue. Go straight. Don't go left. Go where the road leads you. You know that Boo and Roy will never meet again. And this is Philippines edition. Roy will be going to Baguio. Ampayat muna nito. Haba nito. Baguio, he'll go up north. He'll go go to Russia. You'll be a missionary as you walk up. Just going west. Boo goes east. He goes straight east. Where would he end up? East Avenue. Medical Center. No, hindi ko na alam saan yung pa-east. No? Kung anong labas ng east. Okay? Papuntatang Quezon City. Tapos dederecho ng ganun. Pa, papuntang Nobaliches. Farview. Tapos, di ba? Layo na. And you go there. And you go San Jose, Bulacan, Bulacan, go, ayun, Bulacan, di ba, Malolos, di ba, layo mo na, papunta ka ng ano. They will never meet. I'm talking about Philippines. I'm not talking about go West Philippine Sea and go East, ano, Avenue, okay? Walang East Sea, no? Okay. Okay, so, imagine, that's how far. 
the point was, where's your sin? How come when we go to God, we always review our sin? When He tells us, I'm abounding in love, my love is high as the heavens above, as far as the east is from the west, don't review your sin, ask God to forgive you of your sin, He takes it and He throws it as far as the east is from the west, so far has He what? He uses the word removed. It's not in you anymore. Don't let it define you. Oh, because I did this, that's why. No, there's now a new direction over your life. Because the more you cry out and cry out and cry out of the past sins that Jesus has been crucified for, it's actually an insult to the Lord. He says, I've removed. Where's your sin? Remember the adulterous woman? Everybody was about to stone her. Tapos anong? Jesus came, wrote something in the sand. Boo! I think that's what he wrote. Boo! Okay. I don't know what he wrote. He wrote something. Woman lifts her head up. And Jesus said, where are your accusers? And then what was the command? Go and sin no more. What was Jesus saying? Your past was defined by your adulterous relationship. I've taken away that sin as far as the east is from the west. Look, where are your accusers? They're not here. Why? Because they're still living in their sin. And now they're guilty to throw stones. But you go and sin no more. That's my grace. I cannot explain humanly why God is like that. That's why He's a supernatural God. As far as the east is from the west. Where is your sin? That's why don't live in sin. You're no longer a sinner. You've been saved by grace through faith. Sin doesn't define you. Don't walk in the path of sin. That's no longer who you are. If anyone is in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17, He's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. God is saying, I'm announcing you have a different nature already. In fact, when you sin now, it bothers you. Because that's no longer who you are. We just celebrated the birthday of one of our leaders. God saved eight years ago. Remembered when we were doing, we were talking to him eight years ago. He would always curse. Toot! Galing the Lord. That was his language. Right? He would be in the victory group and he would use curse words to, because that's how emotional he is. Two nights ago, we were celebrating. You couldn't even imagine this guy would curse. Who changed him? This guy fought depression. This guy fought suicidal tendencies. Lost his business. Did not have a good family. How was he transformed? How come when he walks, it's as if he has no sin? Why? He's been crowned with steadfast love and mercy. He's a different man. You see, as Christians, we can't live like the sin is still residing in us. God took away our sinful nature. He died on the cross for that. Where is your sin? Even the effects of sin. 
Oh, if you understand what happened to me, and yes, you can live there if you want to, or you can claim the benefits and say no. God's mercies are new every morning. If I have to declare the truth of God every morning, if I have to recite Psalm 103 every morning to bring sanity and the truth in my life, I will do it. Why? Because I will not forget His benefits. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear Him. For He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Another benefit is the compassionate heart of the father. Why is he compassionate to us? He looks at mankind. He sees our frame. Frame. We're like dust. Ano ibig sabihin niyan? The compassionate father is saying, man can never save themselves. They can't. They're weak. They're frame. They cannot do this on their own. They need me. I'm compassionate. And I'm helping them. And that's the starting point of your walk with Jesus. For you to realize you're not as strong as you are. Don't believe the, the, the motivational uh, uh, lessons you'll hear outside that you can do this on your own. You cannot. Don't read the story to your kid about the train going up the hill. I think I can, I think I can. You cannot. You're not a train. Okay? You're a train wreck. Okay? You cannot. Do not teach them about self-sufficiency. They can, they can never be self-sufficient. They would always need God. Why? We're weak in our frame. But there is a God who's compassionate saying, I'm going to touch my kids. That's why the song, when I'm weak, he is what? Strong. Another song, you make me stronger by breaking my heart. Okay? Worship song, yeah. Okay? Really, it's a worship song. It's derived from Psalm. A broken spirit in a contrite heart, that is what I desire. Only when I come to the point of saying, I'm weak, I'm broken. Kung di ka pa basag, di ka pa winasak ni Lord, hindi ka niya maayos. The Pharisees cannot understand this. The unteachable, pr- proud people cannot understand this. Oh, I have everything I need. No, you don't have. You're broken. You need fixing. And I can't fix you. The church can't fix you. God, only God can transform you. And then he says, But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him and His righteousness to children's children, to those who keep His covenant and remember to do His commandments. Third time the word steadfast was used. Steadfast means firm in purpose. My love is firm in purpose. I purposely love you and it's going to be a firm kind of love. It will stand through the test of time. It will stand through all your rebellion. It will stand through all your running away. I will pursue you because it's steadfast love. And you know what? I'm not just pursuing you. I'm pursuing your children's children. Kaya mga magulang dito na natatakot kayo sa mga anak nyo na lumaki ng church pero nagre-rebelde, okay lang yon rebelde sila kung gusto nila. They'll be one of the worst sinners. What I mean is, pag nagkakasala sila, lagi sila nahuhuli. Bakit? Because of the steadfast love of the Lord. Tinakas yung kotse, bangga agad. Oh, alam ko ikaw nagbayad, pero si Lord na yon. Right? That's the steadfast love of the Lord. 
they will never go as deep. Why? Because of the promise of the Lord that His steadfast love endures forever from generation to generation, His righteousness to your children's children. And this is what I believe. As we continue to plant the seeds of the gospel to our kids, it's not just going to affect the next generation of seed. Under my line, it will affect my children's children. It will be passed on. They will sing this song. They will say, God is good. God is generous. God is full of grace. It's going to be the song of my grandkids. And this is going to be the song of your grandkids in the future. This will be a song that you'll be declaring through your line, saying, my God is gracious. Benefits of God's grace. Review. Forgive our sin. Heals our diseases. Redeems our life from the pit. Crowns us with steadfast love and mercy. Number five, satisfies us that we feel young again. He works righteousness and justice for the oppressed. Number seven, he's a God who reveals his heart to his people. He's slow to anger, abounding in love. And he does not deal with us according to our sin. It cannot actually be up to 12. He's compassionate. Steadfast love of the Lord. Then he ends, bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.